Chapter Twenty of Tell Us Another by Winfred Hurst, S.D.S. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. The Looking Glass Mama sent her. My, but she was peevish and petulant, fretful and complaining, and I fear a little proud. Was youthful Marie? Youthful? Why, yes, for she was an academy girl of only fourteen summers. Academy girls, you see, are about the same as high school girls, in many instances, and we know these latter are slightly inclined to think just a little too much of themselves, sometimes, or, rather, some of them. Oh, but they can become silly and vain, especially when they are attending public high schools, and are quite out of sisters' loving hands. Oh, what a change takes place in so many of our girls after they have graduated here and been a year or two in the public high school a sister once said to me, so sadly. But Marie, the youthful heroine of this tale, was not such a high school girl. She was attending an academy conducted by sisters, a high-grade boarding school for girls. And yet she was so vain. She was rather disobedient, too, always wanted to have her own way, and was not a bit punctual when observing the order of the day, and lapsed into sullen silence whenever the least remonstrance was made to her no matter how gentle it might be. So she was ill-tempered and disagreeable most of the time. And the rest of the time? Well, she spent much of it fussing before the mirror. She forgot that true beauty, real attractiveness, is in the mind and heart, and that these are reflected best by the face that God gave. Of course, we must use mirrors. What will we do without them? But I once told somebody, it's one thing to use a class, another thing to misuse it. See? Yes, and when her birthday came around in May, she wanted nothing more nor less for a birthday gift than a beautiful mirror. So she wrote a letter home to Mother. Dearest Mama, she wrote, as a birthday gift I want a nice large-looking glass, oval, you know, and with a handsome silver frame. Don't forget, Mama, I want it so badly." Now, Sister Directress had already informed Marie's mother of her daughter's very unladylike conduct, and of her sad lack of real gentleness and charity. Well, Marie's birthday came, and with it a package and a letter from home. Oh, it's the mirror! the girl exclaimed in glee. First I'll read the letter. This is what she read. Dearest Marie, I am sending you a handsome oval mirror with a silver frame, just as you wanted it. Look into it often, and you will become more beautiful, loving, and attractive from day to day. That was all. Not a word more. Quickly Marie untied the package. Yes, it was oval. The frame was of silver. But there was no glass in it. Instead of glass, there was a beautiful oil painting of the fairest virgin of virgins, Mary Immaculate, the mother of Jesus and underneath the picture were engraved the words, Mother, do I please you? Marie was alone, but a burning blush covered her face as the whole thing came home to her, and she understood the solitary lesson. She cast herself upon her bed in wounded pride and wept bitter tears of mortification. But she was a good girl at heart, and the picture was really so fair. Mary's kind intercession must have brought helpful grace, too, for before the month of May was over, Marie was a changed girl. 
none more obedient, kind, gentle, loving, and modest than she. For she had obeyed Mama and spent much time before her spotless mirror with its touching, sweetly reproachful question, Mother, do I please you? And when, in June, she returned home and her mother clasped a pious little Marie to her heart, the latter murmured, Mama, dear, sister now tells you I've become so beautiful in heart and mind. If so, then it's all because I fussed so much before the darling mirror you sent me. End of chapter 20